This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And if you were with us yesterday when we started this series of teaching, you know we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And repeating what we said yesterday, we are living in days of preparation because we're rapidly approaching the consummation of this age. And Junie, I really believe it's true that the most important preparation we can have on a daily basis, on an ongoing moment-by-moment basis, is being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If ever we need to be led by the Spirit is in these days and the days to come. And as we mentioned yesterday, Shelley, the Holy Spirit and being immersed in the Holy Spirit brings us closer to Jesus and to our Father in Heaven because it is He who sent us the Holy Spirit after His resurrected life. He sent the Spirit of Truth. He sent the Comforter to guide us and to lead us through this life. You know, when you said that, Junie, I want to refer back to Luke chapter 24. Remember, on the road to Emmaus, he spoke to two disciples, and then he spoke to the other disciples and revealed that he was in the Old Testament scriptures, and they began to understand the scriptures. And yet, he didn't tell them at that point to go out and preach the gospel. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And of course, he was referring to the day of the Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we see that the Word of God is essential, but along with that essential ingredient, we need to have the Spirit of God so we can learn the deep meaning of His Word. And it tells us, Shelley, in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen. And I believe that's why, Junie, Jesus said, My words, they are spirit and they are life. Well, yesterday we looked in Ezekiel 47 because we see uh, symbolically what the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament. Of course, water was one of the examples of the Holy Spirit. And we saw that the water came out of the sanctuary of God and it was just uh, reaching the ankles after it trickled. Then it reached the knees, then it reached the loins, and then the water was in over our heads. And that is a picture of our immersion into the Holy Spirit. And you know, it would be good, Junie, to stay in uh, the symbolic thing here, because water and the Holy Spirit are so connected. And as I just said, 
the water was a picture of the Holy Spirit. And we see that in an important portion in John. I think you have those scriptures in front of you, don't you? John chapter 7, verses uh, 37 through 39. Starting in verse 37, if you have your Bibles, why don't you open them up and read with us. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He was, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So we see here a dramatic link, Junie. We need to remember this was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and as the priest was pouring the water libation on the offering in the temple, Jesus said, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Well, what's important here, Shelley, is that the leaders of Israel at that time even as Israel as a nation in this age, you and I are of the exception, Jewish believers, this is the times of the Gentiles, they did not accept Jesus as the Son of God or the Messiah. So that's why it was so important when he said, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. In other words, going to Jesus to drink the waters of life. Amen. Again, I really believe that Jesus was inspired to say that, Junie, by what Isaiah wrote. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Isaiah chapter 44, uh, talking about the blessings that were coming to Israel. But Isaiah writes in Isaiah 44, beginning at verse 3, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land. And it's very interesting, Junie, in the Hebrew Bible it says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty ones. In other words, the water is related to people. Then it says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty ones and streams on the dry ground. And then right after that, in what in Hebrew writing is called a parallelism, and streams on the dry ground, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. So we see the connection, the dramatic connection between water in the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. God was preparing our people to receive his Holy Spirit. And I think what's important here, Shelley, is to really see that to want to be immersed in the Holy Spirit is really to want more of Jesus. That's to right. To want more of the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth. Because Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. And that was his declaration of being deity, of being the God of Israel. So the immersion in the Holy Spirit or the desire to have the fullness of the Spirit is truly a desire to be yes, thirsty Lord, for be. more of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's There's so no separation, really. No, you're right on, Junie. I taught you well, didn't I, Jimmy? Yes, you did. <laughs> really. Well, let's stay. Let's go back to the book of Ezekiel because 
we look forward as a Jewish couple to the salvation that's coming to Israel. And I think you're familiar, hopefully you're familiar with Ezekiel chapter 37. This is the story about the valley of dry bones. I'd like to begin in verse 4. Okay, this is God speaking to the Son of Man who is Ezekiel. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. And I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. I just want to stop here and say the word for breath, wind and spirit is the same word in Hebrew, ruach. So when God speaks about the breath, he's talking about the spirit. Verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them, there was no life in them. Verse 9, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they came to life, and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, our hope is perished, we are completely cut off. So we see that this is a prophetic word about the condition of Israel before the return of the Lord, when they're going to cry out and look upon him whom they have pierced. Verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of the graves, my people. And listen to verse 14, Junie. And I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. This is yet to happen. This is a prophetic picture. In the very end of the days, when Paul wrote in Romans 11, And all Israel shall be saved. But here's the key in verse 14. I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life. Junie, the Holy Spirit is the source of our life. Amen. And that's what we have to see. And that's what we have to... This is such an encouragement to look forward to what's going to happen to our people. And that, of course, will usher in the return of Jesus and the kingdom of God shall be established right here on this physical earth. And truly, Shelley, it's the source of God's life yes. that he wants to impart to us so that his life may be alive and lived through our life as we yield our will to him. And really, that is what it means to be a Christian, to follow the lamb whithersoever he goes, that it's his life, it's his will, it's his words, it's his desire that we have to live his life. And we yield our will to him and give him our life, because Jesus said, anyone who wants to be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And really, to deny ourselves is not to live our own life. That's right. But to deny ourselves is to allow Christ, or to allow the Messiah, to allow God to have our soul, to have our heart, 
to have our mind, to have our will, and to live his life in and through us. And truly, Shelley, that is the way the world can be turned upside Amen. down Let and revival be. can come first to us Amen. as we yield our will. It's good. And then to those who hear us or see us or know us. Jenny, just a quick word. If there's somebody listening who doesn't believe that this is for today as well, remember in Acts chapter 2, it says in verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children. Remember, the promise was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. If the Lord has called you to himself, this is a necessity. You need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit to give you life and be endued with power to be an effective witness and be prepared for the days that lie immediately ahead. And as a great promise, Shelley, it's for our children and for our children's children that yes. they too might receive and walk in and believe in Jesus Hallelujah. and the spirit of truth, yes. his comforter that he sent after his resurrection. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank You're you, so Lord. good, Lord. You, 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 you are extravagant to us. Father, you sent your Son, and then you had your Holy Spirit Lord. come to abide with us. And Lord, we choose to abide in you, and we choose to live by the Spirit of God, to be moved by the Spirit of God, and to glorify the Spirit. We don't want to frustrate him or antagonize him. We want the Spirit to move in our lives in a mighty way. And we pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.